1: To claim your free welcome bonus, that's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life.
0: No purchase necessary. DTW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. <laughs> to Heart and Hand Extra, the second of our weekly pods uh, here on, no, it's not here on Patreon. Hello folks, welcome to Heart and Hand Extra, the second of our two weekly pods, uh, where we look ahead to the weekend's fixtures and look back on what's happened since our last pod on Monday night, and uh, there's been quite a bit, it's fair to say, in the world of Rangers. My name is David Edgar, I am your host, and I'm joined this week by uh, the number two man here at Heart and Heart Towers, it's
1: Mr Ian Hogg. Good evening, David. Not not, not, uh,
0: not masses to talk about tonight, surely? Uh, I never thought I'd be quoting Jimmy Osmond, but we have a short-haired lover from Liverpool, apparently, uh, in the pipeline. So yes, unless you've been living on Mars for the last couple of days, you will be aware that uh, Rangers are in talks with Stephen Gerrard about becoming our new manager. It was reported earlier in the week that he had come in significantly on bookies' odds, but I think most of us now understand that the markets are so small with bookmakers that uh, any sort of bet moves a guy up, and bookies use it to get publicity. You know, you can especially with big clubs where there's a lot of interest. So if they say we've closed betting on X, they will get in the paper with it, and it's a no harm, no foul because it's not a big market for them. So I think most of us understandably dismissed it as probably just that and then of course he was uh Dave King was spotted at Liverpool game on Tuesday night and again I think a lot of us felt well you know it's probably two plus two equals five um Dave King is a Liverpool supporter it's not unusual to see him at one of their bigger matches and probably nothing in it, but the story was run more and more whispers. I'm sure you know. Some of you will have will have heard. You have your own sources and heard that it was becoming a possibility. And what I would say at the moment, Hoggy, is is that I don't know if it's going to happen, but I think we can all agree that Rangers have definitely made the approach and that talks have taken place.
1: Oh God, I. I mean, you've only got to point to the the guy that breaks the story in the Sun, Andy Devlin. Yeah. He 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 is. Mr King's go-to guy, let's face it. Um, So, whilst we were all doing the 2 plus 2 equals 5, or even before that, even before the game on Tuesday night at Anfield, just completely dismissing it like I did, um, there is no... I think, you know, it's beyond the there's no smoke without fire. This This is an approach from Rangers. This has been taken really seriously.
0: I... Still can't quite bring myself to believe it. It still seems a little bit too left field, too weird for me. Um, so there's a, a large part of me saying, you know, come on, this is not going to happen. And suspecting that we might get the honoured to be, have been approached, but. You know, not the right thing for me at this stage of my career, fantastic club and wish them all the best in the future speech from Stephen Gerrard but then uh, I'm hearing from other people, no, this is a goer, this is all but done He, it's now a question of when he'll be announced, so I genuinely don't know if it's going to happen um, like I say, my gut is telling me probably not but nor would I fall down shocked if it does, so it is a possibility, let's discuss it um, as a possibility. What are your feelings on it, Hoggy? Uh, well, actually, I think what will be more interesting is, what was your first reaction and what are your feelings 12 hours later?
1: Um, my immediate reaction 12 hours ago were, no, piss off, um, followed by, I think I went through the full range of football fan reaction of um, your, your heart and your head, trying to compete against each other in the same body for, for you know, majority space. Um, started off with, no, surely not. And then that'll be an absolute car crash. Followed by... I but it might work out like soon as... Followed by a kind of levelling off of... Right, let's think about this rationally now. Um, and got into quite heavily, you know, the pros and cons around, clearly, cons of... Lack of true managerial experience. However, flip side is he's been a massive club all these days and then had a the year at LA Galaxy. Um, cons of never managed a dressing room full of egos. Flip side is he's been part of dressing rooms with massive egos all of his days and indeed was, was one himself. Um, I think one of the biggest draws, however, you know, that kind of takes it into the pro camp, David is. It's Steven Gerrard. It's the name alone will help bring players and get players over the line. That otherwise, if it was a Steve Clark or a Graham Murty or a, a, a or a, even a Derek McInnes, might go elsewhere because it's not a name. The name, the, the name and the guy will will be a draw, or would be a draw should uh, if if it were to materialise. So I'm whilst. I've seen in social media a lot of the usual kind of polarisation of you're, you, you're either in the cheerleader camp or the car crash camp. Um, unsurprisingly, I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle of we all understand it would be an exceptional risk. But see, at this stage, after fucking up a number of appointments, what appointment's not going to be a risk at this stage? It's just about the different levels, the different flavours and the different outcomes of the risk.
0: I don't think we are in a position to hire anybody who's going to get universal approval. I think par- partially to do with our current financial circumstances. I think partially to do with some people of different expectations, possibly given you know their age and and what era of Rangers that they grew up in. And I'll give you an example of that. That I've had people say to me, "We should go for Sean Dyche. We are not getting Sean Dyche." You know, I'd love us to. I absolutely would, but. Sean Dyche is in a position with his next move that he'll be able to, just as a basic thing, ask for a wage of between eighty pounds a £100,000 a week, and there's no way we can compete with that. Uh, yet you look at Burnley, and we should absolutely be able, traditionally, to hire a manager from them, but the realities of modern football is that anyone in the English Premiership can outbid us for... Any player or any official or manager. That's unfortunately just the way that football has developed over the last 20 years financially. So if you're thinking along those lines, you're probably going to be disappointed by whoever we get. On the other hand, some of the names that have been mentioned, they don't exactly get you excited and get the blood pumping and that's no disrespect to them, they're, they're capable managers I'm sure, it's just not something that does, this is exciting because to, to dust off an old heartland chestnut, it's Schrodinger's manager at this stage because he hasn't anything to guide you and that means that yes you have no idea if he's going to be a success but equally it means that you can choose to believe he's not going to be a failure he's not been tainted by that so at the moment it's the Rangers manager is very much both alive and dead simultaneously Uh, now don't get me wrong uh, we did this with Pedro uh, even though very quickly the box began to smell quite awful and uh, I think that that we all realised but nobody can pretend that when they heard Pedro Cuxinha that we went, ooh, that's exciting. We went, okay, and talked ourselves into giving him a chance. With Gerard, I think I I just go in my initial reaction, which was holy shit, which is still is why I'm still kind of quite unbelievable, uh, unbelieving over. He is the biggest name to arrive in Scotland easily since Paul Gascoigne. It's it's not even up for debate. You're talking a genuine world football superstar. And okay, as a player, not as a manager, but you are talking a name that is known round the world and respected and uh, he will have a positive effect on certain things first of all he instantly takes the glamour way back up and if like me you miss that about Rangers because we have been diminished for what's happened to us has diminished us and then obviously the league that we play in growing ever smaller and more irrelevant has done that to us and, and when you think back to you know 20 years ago that Rangers were dynamic go ahead glamorous and we aren't that at the moment and Gerard instantly brings a shot of that, now he can't obviously totally overcome the, the limitations of the league set up for us but still he does bring that he would help with sponsorship. Rangers' prices for anything instantly go up as club, as uh, sorry, as organisations want to be associated with them, and that's a positive. You can immediately bring in more revenue that way. Uh, it might help with foreign investment because you do have foreign investors who want to put money into football but can't afford the five, six hundred million that it would cost you to buy an English Premiership side these days, but they may very well be willing to put twenty, thirty million into into a club in Scotland uh, with this association, and that's obviously beneficial. So there are positives. You have to, though, keep coming back to the negative, which is he has never managed anybody at senior level. Uh, he is brief. Experience as a coach, even in uh, even in the youth system, it's it's still brief experience. It's not much of a tenure there either. So you are hiring, and let's not kid ourselves here on name and hopefully ability. After speaking to him, and you know you like his ideas and you like what he wants to do, but that is what you are hiring on, and it will be an enormous gamble. There's there's no getting away from that. It's an enormous gamble.
1: Yeah, uh, it's interesting you mentioned sponsorship. Um, one can only imagine today, David, the, the uh, Hummel uh, CEO, in his office in Denmark. <laughs> yes. um, he will be s- sitting praying at this moment. Yes. Yes, well, praying or masturbating one 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 of the two. Um, it, it could it could be that kind of South Park gift that we've all seen on Twitter. <laughs> um, yeah, do you know that this this is. I think it, there's there's a lot to talk up about about this deal. There's clear negatives, of course there is. There's clear risk that come with it, of course there is. Um, maybe not some of the hysterical risk that I've seen, but there's there's definite risk. I think that's, uh,
0: sorry to cut in, but I think that's a fair point. Some of the, the reaction, you would think that we were hiring some bloke off the street. I mean, yes, he is not an experienced football manager, I get that, but... You know he he knows football, let's not pretend that this is a guy who's going to come in and doesn't know how to set up a training session or doesn't know what tactics mean he's an elite level footballer, he'll have been drilled uh, he's won the Champions League where the tactical level is so far ahead of, of what it is in Scotland where players all have specific tasks and jobs although of course Stephen Gerrard famously was considered tactical and disciplined but he'll still have sat in on those meetings so yeah, it's a huge risk you don't know if he's going to be a success but as as you say, some people kind of I've seen things like, oh, we might as well give Celtic ten in a row now, and I'm like, come on, really? I mean, this is not a bloke who, you know, is just wandering in and saying, well, you know, I've 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 read shoot uh, annuals since I was a kid, uh, and I'm willing to give it
1: a try. Aye, there's a, there, there's some reaction of being, you know, that this is almost like Rangers are signing, I don't know mark wilson ex dodgy celtic fullback Mm. this isn't this this is rangers have the potential and it's not a done deal and i'm still kind of disbelieving myself of it david um this is rangers potential new manager steven gerrard champions league winner umpteen years uh captain and leader of liverpool um at the top end of the english premier league This, this is a former england captain um I guess part of me wishes that he could be the player manager. No, absolutely. I bet, I bet you could still cut it. Um, what What's really interesting though, beyond beyond our fan base, I had my usual wee uh, nose around the mainstream media. And um, I never liked to diss them, as you know, David. Um, but, you know, the world of journalism, the world of media is changing. And our old pal, or certainly Europal, or maybe not, Tom English, um, seems to seems to have uh, developed a, a strange about-turn with new managers with potential, real potential to, uh, to do good things. In 2010, he talked about, on Twitter, he talked about Neil Lennon. And I'll quote him. And he said... Um, whether he's a coaching now remains to be seen, but he's got a lot of other things in his locker like hunger, passion and common sense. In 2014, he was cheerleading the unknown Ronnie Delia or Dyla, however you pronounce it. Um, and here we are in 2018, when I think it's fair to say that in, in those eight years that we've talked about, the quality of the league has perhaps been diluted. Uh, the the value and the view of the league has been somewhat diluted. So you might you might have thought that mainstream journalists and in, f- in fact chief sports journalists at the BBC might actually talk this up. But no, um, his, his tweet today was, "I'm not sure this makes any sense for Rangers or Gerrard." Someone actually got back to him to say it's not hard to it's not, a chap called Luke. It's not hard to grasp, Tom. Rangers are a football club who want a manager, and Stephen Gerrard is an ex footballer who wants to become a manager. Yeah. Does that make any sense now? A one word response from Tom English no. So, you know, I, th- I think whilst the mainstream media seem to be having a wee hissy fit piss the pants over this, uh, we'll talk about it fairly rationally. There's, as we've seen, polar opposites. We've talked about the pros, we've talked about the cons. If, you've to, if you're gonna if you're gonna push me on it david and i'm sure you will do i think the pros outweigh the cons in terms of risk versus potential reward um i am I'm, I'm tending to err towards the all aboard the gerard train i will
0: dust down a, a a metaphor i used on the patreon site earlier where when i was at university i was dating a, a lovely girl and she was she was very nice she was very cute Uh, I got on really brilliantly with her. We had a lot of the same interests, liked the same music, made each other laugh, just enjoyed spending time in her company. And that relationship ended when I shagged her horrible cow of a pal because she was really good looking and had big tits. And it was a gamble. But looking back... I did get to shag this girl who was really good-looking several times uh, and in various vicious and degrading fashions that I look back on very fondly. So sometimes you've got to just take the risk in life. And to me, the appointment of Stephen Gerrard is a danger ride. And sometimes you've got to just strap yourself in and feel the Gs.
1: I can neither confirm nor deny that I know anything about metaphors like that, David. Right. Well, and, and and I'm sure people get, get where I'm coming
0: from or in that case Absolutely. Was, was was coming, Absolutely. Was coming And
1: straight. you are not and, and you're not incidentally uh calling Stephen Gerrard a great big pair of ditties.
0: No, no. But I'm just saying and, and you know uh, Sometimes we use the term tits in a pejorative sense, whereas tits are wonderful things, especially big natural jug juicy ones. Um, I think that we would all agree that. Maybe the ladies, not so much, but uh, t- most ladies I, I know kind of consider them as sort of irritating bags they have to lug about with them. But to t- t- a bloke, you know, something straight bloke, um, we'd need to get Scott's view on them to, for any alternative take, but uh, yeah, so uh, all very interesting, and we'll wait and see. As, as we say, it's, it's not confirmed, but certainly a talking point.
1: Um, what I will say, David, sorry, David, what, what I will say is I now, um, I now fully expect us, and maybe this is because of a the banter years and b how we've gone about managerial appointments in the last eighteen months to two years. I now fully expect this to drag out to about June, um, <laughs> and you know Graham Worthy to hang about in the wings just in case he's back for a third appearance. Uh,
0: yeah, it would be just it would be very odd that this is all a deliberate smoke screen, and you know we get that that quote I mentioned from Gerard later, and then. Uh, there's Dave King going, but don't worry, we have Derek Adams, and it's like, yeah, you misread the mood there, David. But uh, we will see. Hope, uh, hope springs eternal, and uh, we'll, we'll see what's delivered. Now, other news this week, a uh, couple of signings, which by all accounts are all but done. Uh, Scott Arfield um, signing a pre-contract with Rangers for three years, which has basically been confirmed today by Burnley. Uh, whose manager, interestingly enough, Sean Dyche, said that he's a Boyhood Rangers fan, which is not uh, the impression a lot of people uh, that know him had been had been suggesting. But still, uh, would would certainly not do any harm. Although, as Cammy says, you're hardly likely to come out and say, oh yeah, as a kid, he fucking hated them, but but they've offered him enough money and he wants to go back to Scotland. But uh, very good player. And the other one, very interestingly, is Alan McGregor, of course, formerly of the Sparish, who... Uh, has been at Hull City and played regularly. Now, 36 years old, of course, and therefore you've got to be realistic about that, but a goalkeeper. A goalkeeper who's missed a few years, and I always go back to the Mark Haley thing when him am saying that being out for a couple of years, although if you fully recover from the injury, you get those years back at the end of your career, he felt. Um, and as a goalkeeper, certainly you would assume has two or three good years
1: left in him. Interesting signings. I would have thought uh, so first and foremost Alan McGregor Um, Alan McGregor was one of the guys who uh, basically was thrown out the door I think by Charles Green Uh, he did if you remember back at the time uh, make the noises about perhaps not staying of course but you know Two pain and over or whatever, and was pretty much ushered out the do- out the door by Chuck Green. Um, it was it was not anything like the Stephen Naismith and Stephen Whitaker show. Um, McGregor didn't really start playing top level football for Rangers until his mid twenties. That's right. Uh, after being farmed out to Dunfermline and Saint Mardon. St. St so therefore you know there's there's almost 5 years at the start of his career 8 years maybe you know from age 17 onwards where he's doing his apprenticeship yeah. he's been out for a couple of years in that in that uh, period i would expect that great goalkeepers can go on till 40 anyway um because it's all about what they've got up in their head and how trim they can keep their body um the key question for me is although Wes Fodderingham is a good goalkeeper, he's not a great goalkeeper. I think he, he w- would still go for several million pounds down to England. Um, is Alan McGregor an upgrade? Answer for me, David, is absolutely. Um, in terms of close range shot stopping, that's probably reasonably similar. Alan McGregor has this happy knack, however, of being able to save long shots and command in his box. So, for me, that's that's an instant upgrade and an instant big, big, uh, big ego, big influence in the dressing room. And he knows his way around, let's face it. The other guy, Scott Arfield, um, we've moaned long enough about the midfield. We've got some good midfielders in there we need to now for me it's about first team starters but also augmenting the rest of the squad so upgrading the squad players so is Scott Arfield better than the vast majority if not all of the midfielders we have I'd say yes Uh, will he provide goal scoring threat yes Um, has he played in the premiership now for the past few years and not looked out of place yes yes would Sean Dice uh, Sean Dice like like to keep him? I've got absolutely no doubts. The answer to that is yes. So, you know, both on Bosman's, they've got to be two real, real good signings.
0: Yeah, I mean, Scott Harfield, Scott Harfield's a really good player. Just straight off the uh, straight off that Scott Arfield is a really good player and an upgrade on every midfielder that we have. Uh, I'd like to think he can make the same impression as a Malumbu has at Kilmarnock, where he looks like a guy from a higher level playing in Scotland. Now it's not automatic because I think we'd hope that Graham Dorrans would do that. And uh, while opinion on Hartland was divided the other night about Graham Dorrans, he I, I would hope that Arfield, who's younger, hasn't had the injury issues. Would be able to come in and really just hit the ground running and look like uh, an impressive senior player. Certainly, it's a big contract for Rangers that the Rangers have offered to get him in the door. I kind of wonder in terms of a manager. I'm not sure I see those players signing if they don't know who the manager is. And that is me just throwing that out there. I'm not. I don't know anything. I'm just saying. I'm not sure I see a Scott Arfield. Uh, maybe, maybe Shagger. Right? Because he wants to come back to Rangers and who can blame him. But I'm not sure I see a Scott Arfield signing if he doesn't know who the manager's going to be. So maybe that's a, a good sign.
1: Yeah, quite possibly. You know, I mean, it's going to be... If, if Mark Allen is making the signings just now, the first key question that any player who just does not... You know, who, who is going to have options or who... You know, unlike McGregor, you know, or, or like McGregor, sorry, Woods just wants to come back. Uh, the likes of Arfield would have options, would have serious options, and his first question is going to be: So, Murti going to be there? Who's in charge? Um, maybe he's been given the answer. Well, it's one of the following. Yeah,
0: that that's a possibility.
1: So you know, so he's not going to take the huff as soon as. You know, Stephen Gerrard's not announced and it is Grey mate but um uh, and and we will soon see. Um but it's gotta be the first question. It's gotta be answered positively, one would imagine, otherwise he wouldn't be coming near, surely.
0: Wouldn't I thought so, but you know, as, as I say, the financial deal was good for Scott Arfield and uh Alan McGregor did want it back. Some rumours about Alan Hutton breaking today um, not as far along as far as I understand but definitely an option what's your thoughts on that?
1: Um, my 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 big concern um, my big concern is that he's not thought of as Alan Hutton in 2018 instead he's thought of as Alan Hutton in 2007 mm. um, he is so does it point to, to having years maybe away don't know um, is he was he always the best defensively? No. However, I, 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 you know I haven't watched Aston Villa this season particularly much, if at all. Um, I doubt he'd still be the kind of fullback that's bombing up and down the line for I'm, ninety minutes. I've seen Villa
0: five or six times this season, and he's not. He he still gets forward. I don't want to make out that he's in a, a bath chair or whatever, but he st- he does still get forward. He's not though that kind of thrilling, incisive uh Kyle Walker like fullback that he once was, what he is now is you know a bit slower, uh obviously. Um a solid enough defender, absolutely, and he does get forward and support. Uh he's he's still a good fullback and he can play both sides. So for me it's a question of was he being brought in basically to be the upgrade on Lee Hodson? And that isn't even a discussion of how oh, big an upgrade that is.
1: Geez, know, yeah, I think you know. Lee Hodson has. Lee Hodson probably pinches himself and thanks his lucky stars that he's playing for Rangers or on the bench at Rangers. Yeah, um My only concern with Alan. Uh, sorry, I've got two concerns with Alan Hutton, David. First one is another big ego, another big personality in the dressing room, especially if he's not playing. If he is a more a backup, and if he is a backup what kind of wages would be involved yeah. to get him as a backup yeah. and could we get a younger version younger model that you know we could probably make money on I think uh,
0: we should point out as well that Wes Fordringham was asked on Twitter by a fan is that you away and he said no so it's good competition for places and what I would say is that Rangers don't need Alan McGregor, him and Jack Annick so I assume one of them will be going Um, But but it was an interesting response So to the weekend's match Where uh, Who would have guessed it But Celtic lost at Easter Road At the weekend Meaning that they can clinch the title By beating Rangers on Sunday Uh, This is going to be a very tough game They'll be making a lot of confident noises uh, Understandably I suppose After the semi-final Rangers will go into the game without The aforementioned Wes Fothering Who's injured So Jack Anik will play um, it's it's going to be a hell of a tough match And we're going to need our players to do something That they singularly failed to do a couple of weeks ago Which is stand up and be counted
1: Yep um, Stand up and be counted Both the players and the manager um, That last game we, we, we talked forever It felt like David In terms of uh, Murty made some changes that, you know, not not everyone agreed with Halliday playing. But then, bizarrely, Halliday plays the Windass role, doesn't really track back. We stand off them. We systematically let them run over the top of us. Um, And then the following week, what happens when Celtic play Hibs? Hibs press them as high up the park as he can. It's a kind of all-action, all, you know, massive stamina type performance and lo and behold they get the win uh, because Celtic didn't like it they didn't like Hibs being in their faces I'm afraid that's what we need to do on Sunday if we don't we could be on a hiding if we stand up if we get in their faces if we're solid in the middle of the park and we've got the three in the middle of the park against the Celtic three um, but it's got to be a solid three happy when attacking midfielder but that attacking midfielder has to do the work has to sit on top of Scott Brown and whomever else is playing defensive mid for them. If we don't, we will get walked over the top of and it will be a repeat of two weeks ago.
0: Before you even get to tactics, before you even get to how the team sets up, nothing, no tactical genius. Pep Guardiola couldn't do anything with them if they approached the game with the same attitude that they approached the semi-final. That you know I'm a great believer that it's not all about just you know being up for the battle uh, that tactics are important and that you know players doing certain jobs and having the right jobs to do are important I, I do accept that otherwise if effort alone was enough then it would be much more open in terms of leagues around the world but the counter to that is that you still have to have that element working and if you don't then you see what happens, and Celtic wanted that game more, right from the off. Rangers, bizarrely, as you said, chose to stand off them, which is exactly what Celtic want you to do. It reminded me, actually, the other night when I was watching Liverpool-Roma, and Roma played the high line against that exceptionally pacey Liverpool attack, that that reminded me of it, not in terms of the, the, the actual tactical decision, but in terms of a decision that is so up the alley of the opposition, that they are counting their their lucky stars that you have done it. And that's what Rangers did with the sitting back. I'm not sure if it was an attempt to try and protect and and hold out, but it was quite clear it was never going to work. Celtic just completely took command of the match and it was played in Rangers' half. And if the Rangers players aren't prepared to, as you say, get physical press, get in their faces, shut down space, make the runs, try and win their own battles, then they're as well not turning up and just giving Celtic a 3-0 win. What concerns me about the team is obviously what we saw a couple of weeks ago. They they showed in spells they were capable of doing it and up until Celtic went down to 10 men in the, the game at Ibrox. They showed it in the 0-0 draw at Parkhead earlier this season that they can do it. What concerns me is... I'm not sure there are enough players in that Rangers team currently that will hate the idea of Celtic running about parading their trophy on or you know celebrating their title on Sunday. That's what concerns me. Uh there are guys in our history that you know would have been quite prepared to either go to hospital or put someone else in hospital to prevent that happening. And I'm not sure that we have enough of those characters in that team that they went into an old-firm semi-final and they went into it with the white flag very visibly waving. And if they approach this game in anything like that state of mind, and they have shown that they're a very fragile bunch when it comes to confidence, if they approach that game, Celtic, who are absolutely full of confidence about winning it and can't wait for it, then it's going to be another unpleasant afternoon to be a Rangers supporter.
1: Yeah, if 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 we turn up like that, it'll be a cakewalk. Uh, and Celtic will make it a cakewalk. And you would expect them to. Um, my, that last game reminded me of uh, April 2000. When Rangers advocates, Rangers were, I think we'd already won the league or, or we'd almost won the league, and we beat Celtic four nil. at Brooks, it was four nil going fourteen nil, and we kind of really eased off the gas. And I remember being really, really disappointed that day because it was there for the taking, absolutely there for the taking, um, and we didn't, we didn't take it. Much like I thought in the semi final. Celtic could have gone to town. Such was our lack of pressing, lack of effort, lack of cohesion. Um, So so the players have got a choice and Murti's got a choice. Do you want to stand up and be counted or don't you? Because, you know, I think with all the chat being it's a new manager and with all the chat pointing towards a Steven Gerrard or someone of that ilk, because it very well may not be Steven Gerrard you got to wonder if it is the likes of a Stephen Gerrard David is he going to accept that type of performance because I think we all saw what type of player he was and he wasn't a player that played that way um, so for me the players are now playing for their futures and it starts on Sunday they've got to turn up, they've got to show effort they've got to fight till the bitter end See if we lose on football and ability, then we lose. Fine. Wouldn't be happy about it. But we say this time and time again, we old firm games. Uh, as you know, I did the Patreon pod whilst driving it back from Hamden the other week. And I, I thought I was quite calm and rational until I listened back to it later on. Um, and I said on it that I am fucking sick of the Rangers players turning up, swanning about, giving the half-arsed effort. Um, and showing little cohesion and being walked over the top of and that's not just against Celtic it's got to start on Sunday because see if it doesn't start on Sunday with these players knowing fine well there's a new manager coming in then this summer will be about wholesale change
0: yeah Yeah. you can accept as you said certain types of defeat what you cannot or what i cannot and most rangers fans i know cannot accept was that utter surrender because it really was at hampden where it was a team that were scared um the old cliche of paying them too much respect it wasn't even that they paid them too much respect it was that they were shit scared of them and they allowed celtic to do whatever they wanted um I do have concerns, you know, I won't go into detail about Russell Martin again, we spoke about him at length on, on Monday's pod, so uh, I do have concerns if he starts, I hope Bruno Alves is fit to play and does play, I think that we need, Jason Holt would, would, would be a starter for me simply for his energy, I think that, that you need that and he can lead in terms of pressing, he's a guy that will go and do that and, and hopefully the rest will respond to that. And I think that we need to look at putting someone on Brown. I don't mean in a man marking role, but in that area where he doesn't have time to sit and dictate the play, which he did at Hamden. Because if you do that, I mean, we made that we made that, uh, the 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 Lego for later look like fucking Andrea Pirlo that day. And I think you need someone whose responsibility is as soon as he gets the ball, you are on him all the time and in his face. And look, if he, you know. Dribbles round you, then you, you give them a knock and let them know that you're there. And you then need the defence not to make stupid errors, which is, as I say, a bit of a worry because we've made so many individual errors uh, defensively. It's what cost us in the 3 2 game. And then you need, if chances come along, to take them, which is probably the interesting topic of conversation. Do you play Morelos, whose all round game up front is better? Or do you play Cummings, who you have a bit of confidence in is liable to put one away if it falls to him?
1: Yeah, it's, um, we, we talked about it before the semi-final, uh, David, and it's back to those key area conundrums that have just haunted us all season. Um, what won't happen is what I'm about to suggest, but I, if Alves was fit, I'd be inclined to start Alves, Alves and Cardoso. Uh, and as heart and hand listeners now pick themselves up off the floor. Um, Do you know the worst part, Hoggy? I don't think heart and hand listeners are picking
0: themselves off the floor because what you're suggesting is dropping Russell Martin. And while none of us think that Fabio Cardozo is Richard golfmark too, I think all of us would agree that of the two bad options, he's by far the least bad one. Yeah. And Martin has proved that repeatedly this season.
1: But in doing that, it allows Ross McCrory to go and play centre of the park. It allows a Graham Dorns to be pushed that slightly further forward or Jason Holt to be pushed slightly further forward. Um, or indeed I I do wonder whether in that kind of attacking midfielder role if he could be coached and harnessed enough through the through the course of this week if you play Cummings up front and play Morelos in that role. That's how he started out. Um, it's, it's, it's one of the reasons why he's his outside the box, hold up play is so good, because that's his really his natural position as he was growing up. It's only in recent years he's been converted into a, pretty much a kind of number nine centre forward, if you like, who sometimes scores, sometimes doesn't. I just I just wonder if he could turn in a disciplined performance, because one thing's for sure, he would be on top of there defensive midfielders the entire game we wouldn't give them a minute, he might take the bait Um, and it would allow us to have a a natural goal scorer on the park as well as the hold up play the link up play from uh, Morelos he would just have to be very very disciplined and be filling in into the midfield when Celtic have got the ball
0: The last time before we played Celtic in the the semi-final I I said on the show that if it was me I wouldn't be looking at it as Oh God, we've got them to play again after the 3-2 game I'd be going, we should have won that And here is a chance to, to put it right And obviously that would fit now But I'm not going to for the simple fact that That's how I would have approached it That's how you would have approached it That's how our listeners would have approached it The team didn't, the team approached it in a completely shit-the-bed fashion. I'd like to think that there's enough professional pride about them to want to go out there and make it up to the fans. And although it won't totally make it up to the fans, we said that on Monday after the Hearts game, don't be you know thinking for a second, this made up for last week. This is the nearest they could get to it, though. It wouldn't completely do it. But were they to, to get a result, then it would be as close as they could, I think, to making amends for what was an absolute nadir even for the banter years of a performance
1: yeah it's it's, it's it's all to do with the fragility of mind versus the desire and the want are they that fragile that they're going to go in the park waving the white flag or do they want it and if so how much do they want it these guys are professional footballers right so how 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 many kids start out Thousands, tens of thousands. How many actually make it? Very few. Like, like, half a percent, probably less than that. Um, so these guys have made it. I, I do not believe for one second, David, that there's a lack of want. Um, although, you know, a couple of a couple of Sundays ago really makes you wonder. Mm. Um, I I do believe that players can just be not a right fit for a football club, especially a very demanding, top-level football club like ours. I think we've got a fair few players like that. Um, However, all for second chances. At the end of the day, we've got no other option than to give them a second chance. It's it's down to them. They either need to turn up. I tell you what, if they don't turn up, there's going to be fucking hell to pay. I
0: think a lot of them are on the exit ramp anyway, and this would completely put the tin lid on it for a few of them. And it it means that if you want to remain at the club, and I'm sure the vast majority of them do, because, okay, some might have options, but not all of them have, have better options. And if they want to impress a new manager, who if it's Steven Gerrard, or if it's somebody else... At this stage, they're going to be aware of Rangers' interest. So even if it's not Steven Gerrard, whoever I, I suspect is our next manager will be watching this match on Sunday and will be aware of what happened in the last one and then the one before that. And we'll be looking to see which players at least have an attitude, over and above ability, have an attitude that he can work with. Because if they see them collapsing again then I'm sure a manager looking at that is going to think, well, I can't trust them. I can't put my reputation coming in as Rangers manager on that guy because he's too fragile. He has no balls. He clearly has an inferiority complex about what are going to be our biggest rivals as we're going to to try and achieve what we want to achieve. Therefore, he's he's on the way out. And you couldn't blame them. And again, this seems almost... Self-evident to me that how could you not see this, but whether or not the players do and can translate it into form, and I think as well from Graham Murray's point of view, we need to see a massive reaction because he is, has basically said, look, the problem is Kenny Miller and and Lee Wallace, and no matter what side of that equation you're on, that is what you have to take out of that. I think because he has removed them or had them removed, he didn't have the balls to do it himself, but he's had them removed from the dressing room from the club so therefore he's decided that look that was a huge part of the problem well in that case we should see signs of improvement that that's only the logical progression and if we don't i think it's indicative of what a lot of us feel about graham marty now anyway
1: two sundays ago was that bad david that if Steven Gerrard is going to be our new manager, he must have been watching it, and um, he must have been watching it, and it was that bad. He'll have been lifting the, the, the phone, or he's you know emailing Frank McPartland. That's probably how bad it was. Um, you know, delve into your wee black book, Franco. The players, have said it. The players have got to react. And if they don't react, they're simply not going to be here. You know, it's, it's last chance saloon with the supporters. In fact, for, for the many, many of the supporters, it's beyond last right, chance saloon. But, you know, new manager, new broom and all that, they've got to show it. If they don't show it, they'll be struck off the list. It is as simple as that with a new boss.
0: Yeah, and like I say, there are maybe one or two who might feel it's okay, I've got good options come the summer, but there are plenty that are not going to ever play for a bigger club than Rangers, and if they want to remain a part of it, this is, uh, as Hoggy says, I think they've got one foot already out of the last chance saloon, but uh, this would, would certainly complete it. Okay then, well, if you like the sound of Heart and Hand, then you know you can get uh, loads of shows, uh, usually four a day, uh, sometimes three, but usually four a day, over on our Patreon site, which is patreon.com forward slash heart and hand. And the good thing about that site is it, it gives us the freedom to do things such as, you know, our regular shows, shows on any football topic that either we or you want to hear about. But then, for instance, when the story broke last night, we were able to have a show up and on air within 10 minutes. So. That's the advantage of we are quicker than the mainstream media. And at, I was, at, uh, at David half past one in the morning, would you believe? Yes, half past one. I I, I got that pod done and up. And. Uh, yeah, you'll find a lot, and a lot of good people there, a lot of good chat. We don't let it descend into uh, social media levels of, of abuse or whatnot, and the people that are on there don't want to do that either. So only one ninety nine a month, and uh, if you, you go and have a look, uh, I'm sure you will enjoy it. If not, and you're quite happy with just the, the two free shows, thank you for choosing to support us in that way. We do still appreciate that. Please, Please don't think for a second that we don't. If you want to wear this year's fashion must-haves, which are Heart and Hand branded material, yes, you can look like a fan of Heart and Hand and it will only cost you some of your money, which I think is very reasonable. You just need to go to heartandhand.com. That simple. Uh, And up will pop. I think we've got two items up there now. The splendid Heart and Hand t-shirt and the the very splendid, I love it, the Heart and Hand hoodie. Um, As I say, this year's must-have fashion accessory, I'm saying. And I see myself as a bit of a fashion plate So, you know, take my word for it uh, All that remains for me to do then Is to thank our executive producer in London Mr Mike Lee and Mr Paul Myers To thank my guest, the
1: wonderful Mr Dean Hogg Privilege, David uh, And one can only hope That Sunday brings the right reaction The right result and, uh, and a bit of joy For us Rangers supporters
0: Sunday might not be a very pleasant day In the history of Rangers But it won't be the worst And no matter what happens, it won't make up to them for May 1999, despite how much they try to pretend. We're on the verge of something new, regardless of whether it's Steven Gerrard or someone else, and we hope that we can sign this period to the well-deserved dustbin of history. This team have got an obligation to the supporters to go out there and give everything for the cause. They have an obligation to each and every one of us to go out there and at least put in The effort that's required, unexpected and deserved of people wearing our crest. We've been very patient. It took a performance that beggared belief to break our patience and now they owe us big style. So every one of you who's going there on Sunday, please uh, be safe and uh, I admire you all for for going and, and giving it back to the team. And each one of those 8,000 supporters deserves nothing less than 100% commitment from everyone wearing a blue top on that field on, on Sunday. If you do it, you can get something. If you don't, then there will be no hiding place because you will have yet again um, shown that you don't deserve to wear our badge. So go out there, give your all, be professional, and you'll find that you'll get backing that to be honest some of you don't deserve um get as a result and uh we'll talk about it on monday and who knows you might just uh have saved yourself from the executioner's block when it comes to your ibrox career Okay, dokes folk my name's david edgar thank you very much for listening i'll talk to you again on monday cheers bye